Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Texas A&M Daily Blitz. I'm going to try this again on the live stream. Apologize if you walked into number one when a little bit of a shit show there. I apologize. So we're starting all over again here with your Kent State preview. Texas A&M Aggies trying to get the season started right with a big win over Kent State. September 4th, of course, is the kickoff at Kyle Field. And uh, the season's finally here. Pretty exciting, isn't it? We've had a lot of talks, a lot of conjecture, a lot of things over the week, over the uh, last couple of weekends, over the last couple of weeks here on the show, and over the entire offseason, especially dealing with quarterback. We finally get to see Haynes King uh, kicking things off. We need to remind everybody, as we do each and every day, that the Texas A&M Daily Blitz is brought to you by BetUS.com. The three-decade leader in sports betting, BetUS.com. Join now for 125% cash bonus or a 200% bonus with crypto. If you're into the crypto thing, I guess you can use crypto now to bet and buy things. That's new to me. Uh, Use the promo code DSP125 for bonus or DSP200 for crypto. And bet sports, online casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. BetUS.com. You bet, you win. You get paid. Thank you, BetUS.com, for helping us out here on the Texas A&M Aggies Daily Blitz. We need to get into some Kent State Golden Flashes. Did you guys even know the Golden Flashes were a thing? I don't know how many colors of different flashes there are out there, but apparently there's Golden Flashes, and uh, that's a mascot for Kent State. Um, so if, if you look closely at the Kent State team, they're a MAC team. So they're not, you know, obviously one of the power fives, but this is kind of a scary team if you uh, do some digging. Their quarterback, Dustin Crum, he was kind of a secret going into last year, and let's take a look at their their season last season. They only played four games because of uh, COVID. Uh, so they had an extremely shortened season. But in those four games, they did a little bit of damage, boys and girls, because they ranked number one in the country, not number one in the MAC, not number one among non-Power 5, number one in the country um, in scoring, 49.8 yards per game. Yards, points per game. 49.8, that would suck if there was only 49.8 yards per game. 49.8 points per game, number one in the country in scoring. They were also number one in the country in total yards at 606.5 yards per game. So, Yes, I know. They only played four games. It's a small sample size. But that's that's impressive. I don't care who you played uh, and what conference you're in. Now, let's look at their opponents. They played Eastern Michigan. They won 27-23. to 23. Bowling, At Bowling Green, they won 62-24. to 24. They won their third game of the season against Akron, 69-35. to 35. And I don't know what happened at Buffalo. I didn't do a lot of digging into this game. They lost to Buffalo 40, uh, 70 to 41. They only scored 41 points. Somehow the, the defense went from, from allowing 23 points, 24 points, and 35 points to allowing 70 against Buffalo in Buffalo. So I don't know what happened. Didn't dig too much into that Buffalo game, but impressive nonetheless. Uh, Dustin Crum, the quarterback, was kind of a secret going into last season. But guys, this dude's a stud, and I am looking so forward to seeing him play at Kyle Field come September 4th, from high up in the press box at Kyle Field. 
Uh, he's six foot three, two hundred seven pounds. Um, of course, he led that twenty twenty four game offense that led the nation in scoring and in uh, uh, yards uh, to the only bowl game win in Kent State history. So his stats look really good. It was only through four games. Uh, so 70% of his passes completed 3,803 yards, 32 touchdowns, and four picks while rushing for 947 yards and 10 scores in 17 games over the past four seasons, uh, over the past uh, two seasons, sorry. So, you know, if you extrapolate out those numbers, the dude's good. Um, he can run. He can pass. He's your traditional dual threat quarterback. Um, and dude's going to be dangerous. And I'm looking forward to seeing him play there at Kyle Field on the 4th. Um, they do have other offensive weapons, though, we need to get into. Uh, they've got eight starters returning on offense, just six on defense. And, of course, Dustin Crum, the senior, your returning quarterback. At running back, Marquez Cooper, who's a sophomore returning. A wide receiver, Joshon Polk, the junior. They have their entire front five uh, returning on the offensive line. Both tackles, both guards, and the center. Uh, all are seniors except for the right tackle, Daniel Johnson, who's a junior. So lots of protection, lots of experience up front for these guys. Uh, you know, as, even for the, uh, for the backfield, the uh, leading rusher from last season, Marquez Cooper, 56 carries, 282 yards, five TDs, again, in four games. So who returns? He'll be your... <clears throat> You're starting running back with Xavier Williams, the senior, right behind him, uh, who's just as good. Then your wide receiver core, just one receiver returning from last season, uh, Polk, the junior. Then you've got Keyshawn Abram, and you've got Nikeem Johnson. So, you know, again, with just a four-game sample size from last season um, on the offense, pretty scary. And I know the the Aggies have a pretty stout defense, and I'm not saying that I'm worried about this, uh, especially with them only playing four games. Um, the Aggies playing, of course, their their full schedule in the SEC and then the bowl game. But um, it's going to be something to watch because uh, Dustin Crumb can make plays happen with his feet. And it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, so on the defense, of course, their lone loss to Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's... Running back Jarrett Patterson rushed for a MAC record 409 yards and tied an NCAA mark with eight touchdowns on the ground against their defense. Uh, so over the past two season, uh, past two seasons, the flashes, the golden flashes of Kent State have surrendered 5.7 yards per carry. So that that defensive front line apparently is lacking, and look for the Aggies to have a heyday unless that is improved. And again, uh, you've got. Just six starters returning from last season. Uh, defensive tackle, uh, two linebackers, a corner, and both safeties are coming back from last season. But um, they're athletic up front, but uh, they're extremely undersized is what uh, the media sources tell me here. And an undersized defense against the Aggies offense is not going to bode well for Kent State. Um the linebackers are good, but I'm, I'm looking at, at sizes here. Uh, the biggest linebacker uh, is going to be 6'1", 274. That's not going to get it done against a power five, especially against the Aggies. Um, they are loaded on the back end defensively um, at cornerback and at safety. 
Uh, so, you know, if Haynes King is is looking to have a big day throwing the ball, he might be throwing it underneath a little bit to the tight ends or some of these underneath routes to, to his wide receivers. Maybe some screen plays to the wide receivers or to the running backs. But, uh, you know, I think down the field, it's going to be an interesting contest. And this, you know, I don't, nobody likes the blowouts, you know, and everybody understands why these teams, the big teams like Texas and Texas A&M and Alabama and LSU, all these guys have to schedule the little guys for these non-conference games. And I understand it. And uh, I don't, it is what it is, but nobody likes to see a, you know, 75 to 14 blowout. Nobody appreciates that at all. At least I don't, but I would like to see a, a not a close game, but a competitive game. I would like to see Kent State show something against the Aggies there at Kyle Field on the 4th of September. But I still think it's, if you want to call it a blowout, I think it's going to be a blowout, but it may be a late blowout. It may be a mid-third quarter. The Aggies start to pull away. And you're probably looking at, oh, something like a 48 to 21 score, something like that, 45 to 17. But... You know, going coming out of the half, you may be looking at a you know twenty eight to seventeen score or something by by the Aggies. So probably a late uh, pull away for the Aggies on that. An interesting stat for the Golden Flashes: out of fifty offensive drives in twenty twenty, remember it's just four games, so fifty total offensive drives, they scored touchdowns on twenty seven of those. That's a fifty four percent touchdown rate, and that is best in the that was best in the country as well. So it's going to be exciting. Um, Kent State last year had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since 1976 and 77. And if they keep playing the way they are, Sean Lewis, their head coach after this season, if they have a winning record and hit a bowl game again, he's going to be bombarded with Power 5 coaching offers. So look out for Sean Lewis, you know, in the SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, wherever he wants to go. He's going to have the pick of the litter for anybody that's looking for a uh, head coach. So if Kent State's defense can get – uh, in the way of any running backs for A&M, which, again, being undersized, I don't think it's going to happen. So let's not be too worried about it, boys and girls. I don't see too much happening. Um, but I want it to be fun to watch. That's really where I'm going, and that's what I want to see. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Make sure you tune in to Kent State versus Texas A&M, Texas A&M on the 4th of September. I will be, uh, let's see, back that following Monday to do a synopsis of the game. Synopsis? Synopsis of the game. Uh, kind of a recap, we'll talk about what went right, what went wrong, and that'll be kind of a series that we'll do on the uh, Daily Blitz throughout the season. The Monday after the game will be the uh, what went right, what went wrong for the Aggies, and then we'll do either on Wednesdays or Thursdays, we will preview the opponent, get to know the enemy, we'll call it that because it sounds good, and uh, you know, I'd like to hear from you guys as well. Are you worried about Kent State? Are you worried about anybody on the on the uh, schedule this year other than Alabama? We all know about that. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at IndyCarTim. Hit me up on Facebook. Just look me up, Tim IndyCarTim Ham. I'm there as well. Find us on YouTube. We appreciate everybody, by the way, subscribing to the YouTube channel, the Texas A&M Daily Blitz YouTube channel. Our subscribership is growing. The views are growing. We appreciate everybody. Make sure you comment on it. Make sure you like the videos. Tell me what you think about all, all of the the content on each video and uh i'll usually address you back when i can i'll usually hit those about once or twice a week try to catch up with all the comments or if you'd like to email the show you are welcome to do so it is aggies daily blitz at gmail.com but i certainly prefer the twitter because that's where i get most of my interaction at there and then the 
uh, YouTube comments. If you're not into the YouTube thing, if you like to listen to your podcasts on uh, audio only, go find us on any of your favorite podcast app, app, apps, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Uh, we're on, um, what else are we on? We're on uh, Amazon uh, Music now. I think that's a thing. We're on Pandora now. That's kind of a thing. And uh, uh, Chris, yeah, I, I agree. Christopher Pope pops in here on the on the comments. A&M got this. I, I think you're probably right, brother. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to scare anybody or tell them that Kent State's going to win. But I just – I would like to see an entertaining game, as I think most Aggies fans would. So hit me up wherever you can, wherever you are. We appreciate you tuning in. We're going to back out for this week. We'll do it all again tomorrow on the Aggies Daily Blitz. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And until tomorrow, we'll see you. <laughs>